welcome. So today, Victor and I are going to be sharing with you some amazing stories of our first year of travel when we moved into our RV. But real quick, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and turn on bell notifications because this video is going to be one of a six part series because we moved into our RV six years, years ago, ago this last week and we're celebrating. We are celebrating. So we wanted to film this by the fire, but we couldn't. It's just so ridiculously windy up here in Montana right now. So instead we, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, we're also recording this for our podcast listeners, but yes, you see, we're have this nice little cozy picnic in, uh, in our bedroom and with a glass of wine and we're going to go down memory lane. So ironically last year, or, uh, last week, uh, I told Victor, I'm like, I'm going to run down to San Diego. Remember we're all the way up in Montana. I'm going to run down to San Diego and get these couches that we've had in storage six years now. And it was, my dad has a big piece of property. We could store it in, in one of his extra trailers. It wasn't costing us any money. So we left it there. And I love this couch. This couch is so comfortable. In fact, the year after we moved out, I record, I wrote a book called road less traveled. Why you shouldn't give up your comfy couch, hot showers and steady paycheck. And since we didn't have ever a steady paycheck anyways, that wasn't a problem, but our hot showers definitely were a problem for Victor and the comfy couch was definitely a problem for me. And so <laughs> I decided to go get these darn couch, this couch and, and get some surfing in and drove 3000 miles to get them some days. And it was really, it was amazing, but it was kind of symbolic because uh, I had been reluctant to go get them thinking that, uh, this house thing is just temporary. But then I went full circle and like, okay, well maybe it's not, doesn't have to be like attachment and temporary. Maybe it's just like, let's make it as amazing and comfortable. Even if we're here only three months out of the year, or whatever it is that we're going to decide, we decided we want to keep a home base, whether we travel most of the time or not. It was the next evolution in our journey to manifest enough money that we just have this home base there. Quite honestly, like for given how ridiculous, ridiculously expensive things are and the fact that I'm saving so much money because I can't book tickets to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I figured this makes total logical sense. And you notice how I have to justify all the reasons why it makes sense instead of just saying, you know what? I want to keep a house and, and two RVs it. and that's it. And we have an RV story too, but I'll save that for another time. So. We go down and get these comfy couches, which means we are being a little bit more permanent uh, in Montana, but we'll still probably be traveling a lot. 2015, the beginning of 2015. Do you remember sitting on the beach at the beginning of the year? We didn't know about full-time travel then. Do you remember having that conversation? We lived in Coronado on, on the Coronado, strand. Coronado, California. Where it was so... Uh, great because from our house you could see the ocean but to like sit on the sand you had to walk right. almost a mile yeah. and Victor and I would go most days and sit on the sand dunes there and watch the dolphins swim by and talk and drink a glass of wine or whatever and I remember having this conversation about money do you remember sure like you were working so much yeah crazy amounts I think uh as you evolve in your business you start to kind of try to find this balance okay well this isn't working the commute to Chula Vista was getting longer and longer. Traffic was getting more significant. I, and we're spending, it seems like every other weekend camping at the beach. And finally I said, well, why don't we just live down here? I can be closer, come back for lunch, come home for lunch, be more involved. And because I'm local, I'll grow the business and bada bing, bada boom. I think I had it all solved. Go ahead. Well, 
that was that beach conversation. But this one I'm thinking oh. about where we're sitting and it was like January 2015. I remember sitting there telling Victor, like he's working all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're still in so much debt. And I know that's kind of silly now, six years later, like everybody's in so much debt, but I didn't like the feeling. I didn't like feeling like, um, well, we were self-employed. So it just felt like you're constantly struggling to stay on top. And I really love, my life was simple. I like surfing, I like watching the sunrise, watch the sunset with my kids i didn't need all this stuff in my life and so i remember sitting there going like this is crazy you work all the time we have to cover we had the time had to make seven thousand dollars just to pay our two rents a rent for our house and a rent for our business and that was before they raised the rents months later after that and so we're i'm like man and we're a big family so now you're at like three thousand dollars for food and like ten thousand dollars and you just have food and shelter that was a lot of money and so we, um, we kind of, I remember sitting there and he's like, oh my gosh, well, what do you want me to do? I'm working so hard. It's yeah. like, it's crazy. And so nothing got solved in that, but within about a month, we get a letter from the landlord saying, Hey, I want my house back to sell it. And it was, uh, I actually remember it was February. We were on a road trip to Phoenix to see my sister. Then I said, why don't we like live in our RV for a little while? And at the time we had the fifth, the fifth wheel toy hauler, right? Yeah. 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 And we, and, and you said, well, I don't really like that idea, but we could get a class C motor home and then maybe I do it. Sure. And so I think the simplicity and I still, I still always am reluctant with, uh, with the fifth field, the idea of pulling into some place, backing it in. And now looking back, I'm like, well, duh, of course you just plan different, different travel. But at the time it was really daunting. So I'm like, well, I could do it in this, in this manner and we can get travel in this way. And so it was certainly a compensation, but, but yeah, certainly we, just, we came across a great, I mean, so we were in, if we were, this happens to us all the time. We were in Phoenix. We talked about it on the drive out there. We're there. I look on Craigslist. I'm like, Oh look, there's one right here. And we went and bought it the next day. And then we drove it home to San Diego. And I got to tell you, like, I was a really reluctant because I was like, eh, classes. They're so like, she didn't think it was that They're not sexy, that cool. cool yeah, looking, but, but, but there's a lot of us. So like it really. Honestly, it was. Victor makes a lot of really good decisions from his practicality. And that was one of them. <laughs> cheer, we should cheer. Cheers for that. Cheers it's to practicality, practicality. But not always. <laughs> I know. Don't worry. It's not going to go to my head. She doesn't let me have too many of those. Um, so we. we uh, that class C was the perfect thing. But when we. At this point, we had two RVs now. We had a fifth wheel trailer so we put most of our stuff in that storage in that in storage and then we just thought oh at the time I'm like well Victor we'll just do it because our business kind of tapered off in the summer that was April 1st we'll just do it till September because you know we we could just travel a little bit we could actually be smarter entrepreneurs and maybe hire out a little bit and we ended up that class C was so great because you just, I don't know. We just slept so well in it. Don't you think that was a big part? It slept us all initially. You know, the bed convert, the table converted. So Isabel was there. The boys slept on top. Gabby was on the couch. And then Tati, Tati was, was back with, with us. us. Yeah, I mean, it was. And at the time, Danny was 15. Gabby was 14. Isabel would have been 11. She had just turned 11. Uh, she's, Jariah would have been, okay, that's too hard. Seven-ish? Yeah. yeah, seven. And Tati was four. And we, uh, we literally didn't go very far. We packed up the, the class C and <laughs> this picture is so ingrained. Like, honestly, on if you April want, Fools. if you want a funny story, like get my, 
my book, you can download it off of our website. It's like five bucks, The Road Less Traveled. And I write that in there talking about how crazy it was to like, it's your misfit things. It was so easy to clean out and like throw away a ton of stuff, including yearbooks. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so easy to know like, oh my gosh, my kitchen stuff, my kitchen appliances, like we are obsessed with healthy cooking. So food processors and Vitamixes and Instant, all those were definitely to keep. But then you had all this stuff, like boxes and boxes stuff. of like, do I get stuff. rid of it? It's yeah. like the misfit stuff. And so we ended up moving out of our house that first two weeks into the Silver Strand campground, which is what Victor was talking about. We were camping at all the time before we moved to the beach. And it was only like a mile away. So we go there and I just kept with carloads of stuff into our campsite. And people must've thought well, I was crazy because I'm just rearranging boxes over and over. And like, how, how do we make this fit? And eventually uh, I'm pretty good about that stuff. Getting organized when we move, yeah. I used to like pack us up and unpack us in 24 hours and have pictures on the And we're like, yeah, and paint it. Like in the 3,000 square foot homes, like it was all painted. The, uh, the window treatments were up, everything. This is the way Robin rolls. So when we're, it was daunting to like take everything and actually sometimes really tough choices to go like, look, we've been dragging this from house to house. Yeah, I haven't looked at it in 20 years. I'm going to tell you, there are things that we, when we moved into this Montana house that have gone from RV to RV and now into this house. I'm like, why? I wish I took pictures of what the things are because they're the weirdest things. I'm like, why am I carrying this around? And it doesn't, doesn't even like get used. I don't really care about it. That's the big reason we want to keep this house while we travel is because it's just so nice to load your RV in just what you're going to need. Sure, you're a little month. lighter, yeah. More and it was something I learned when we talk about it tomorrow when we went to Europe. That was one thing I really like learned is you only carried what you could in your backpack and you were so happy. It's the best feeling. I think anybody who ever travels abroad with just a backpack uh, can relate that you just, you just don't, feel weighed down by your stuff and it's so freeing so year one do you remember our first trip victor has the most amazing memory for certain things but for maybe these things is like blocked in trauma it's ptsd i'm sure i went through i definitely had post-traumatic stress in many ways and honestly like i can tell you that living the lifestyle we have that had certainly had some consequences that and growth that I experienced that was not pleasant. That was not pleasant for everyone to the point that people didn't want to be around me and probably still don't want to be around me. By the me way, when I went to San Diego, I went with my, by myself because it I was like, I'm done. I'm done with the road trip. seven days. That this is Fly me right. in. Have a yeah. bottle of wine ready for me. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Just a beer. Um, so we, the first trip we did was a month into it. We went uh, Mother's Day. We rode, did the... Big Sur Highway. Oh, yeah. Remember? I loved it, sir. Yeah. It was a really nice trip. Big Sur was... is absolutely gorgeous. That coastline is otherworldly. Of course, California is just a huge mess right now. And so who knows if it's ever even worth to go back to those things. We're hoping those things can sometimes be sometimes. Maybe we could eventually go back to areas like that to see that coastline. But I remember vividly one of those that the uh, Michelle, I want to say Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer but it's Pfeiffer. It's a Pfeiffer trail where you literally carried Tatiana yeah. the entirety Remember of the Remember we asked the ranger, I said, what is the best hike? Now, you keep in mind, in 2015, I had never really hiked. We were, I mean, we had gone, we'd gone camping and hiking like what normal people do. And it's totally amazing. But like the three milers that are by your campground, nothing like the crazy stuff we search out now. Yeah. And 
the rangers told us um roosters roosters whatever and then that the one it's the julia pfeiffer, julia tra pfeiffer trail that's where you watch um where you take a picture of mckay falls yeah mcway yeah, yeah, falls yeah, yeah. It's horrible that I can't remember all the names because we travel so much. I actually have a horrible blog on our website, San Diego to Big Sur, that gets traffic. And I'm so embarrassed because the blog itself isn't that great and we haven't gone back to take more amazing pictures. Well, maybe we do. Well, that's but... early on in blog. Like, you didn't realize you're putting out pictures that then all of a sudden you're like, gosh, we could have done a better job with Yeah, that blogging thing. six years ago is so mediocre compared to what yeah, it is now today. You better, have, you better be on point with have a perfect camera and be there right at the lighting. It's so competitive. But... Uh, you know, it felt like you went up the whole hike. It was. He said that too. Like, it feels like you climbed three-fourths of the hike. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tatiana was still at the age where she's four. Like, And then honestly, she's still not the best. Actually, she's, she's probably better, better than me. Yeah, she's pretty know. good now. But it yeah. took a long time. So I carried her on my back. And I remember like... Um, writing so many things about this early on nobody saw the writings because you know we weren't we didn't seo for things but you have to be willing to carry more than your weight if you want to achieve things in life and literally i just carry tati because i'm like hi darn it i finally am getting to live my dream i'm going to the top of this mountain and it was and like she didn't 85. want me to carry her because i was so sweaty yeah <laughs> daddy you sweat too much <laughs> And what about those straps? We used to make like straps out oh, of webbing. Oh, dude, we used to try all sorts of things like trolleys. Let me pull up with webbing. Uh, let me pull you up a little bit. Let me, okay, let me have you on my, carry you here, but put some straps so they can hold. It was essentially a baby Bjorn for a much bigger kid that we we're yeah. trying to, but um, yeah, that was, that was uh, that's what I remember about that. That was like story. the first time too we became alcoholics. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We were, we were before then, but, um, when we were got, do you remember, what was it? By Moonlight Beach, we went to that brewery. Oh that yeah, that was, yeah, what was the name of that place? Then it was like, Cantabria. yeah, Cantabria. no, that's in Spain, no, but Cambria, I, Cambria, Cambria, yeah. <laughs> Cambria. Spain, California, but, this is the problem when you travel so many places, this is why I thought this would be really fun for us to try to go back memory lane, because it's kind of a blur, up until two years ago, I could tell you where I was in the world every day out of the year, and then like two years ago, I decided to just, so wait, wait, hold on a second, pump the brakes, one of the biggest things is that uh, six years ago, I would say six years ago, I I drank very little. I still drink very little alcohol. But one of the big things that you can experience when you travel is like, hey, go to a brewery. Yeah. And, and Robin always used to give me a hard time because I started having trouble like holding my stuff. And so we got to go to Cambria and, you know, you take a test. What oh, yeah, like a flight. A flight. And it's I was just because like, oh, we're man, lightweights. Yeah, we're all lightweights. So it doesn't mean we don't enjoy it and doesn't mean we don't partake. But sometimes you go... Whoa, this went straight to my head. And especially if you hang out with this one, uh, there's a there's a, always a likely chance you were too busy to stop and eat. We don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a chance here. It just goes straight to your head like, man, I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> um, but that was a good time. I remember having some really nice beers there. Well, we don't want to keep this too long. So I'll fast forward. That was our first month of travel. It was great. Ten wow. days. It was my uh, dream travel because it was like moving spot every day. We've talked about this on our YouTube channel before and that probably in retrospect, if Victor and I had sat down and had a conversation ahead of time saying, this is our intention. We are going to live in our RV full time and we should make this an enjoyable experience, which means we need to only hit two destinations and stay there for four days. It probably would have set us up for more success, but we didn't know back then. And by we didn't know, I ultimately didn't say anything because right? I think 
Don't you think that's the unique challenge is that you know what you wanted, you know, you wanted to do that, mm -hmm. but I didn't really say like, Hey man, I'm really uncomfortable with just bouncing around so much. I love Victor, but he still doesn't know what he wants. I want you, honey. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So after that trip, things get fun. We go back to San Diego. Um, it was really challenging back then because you couldn't, you know, finding an RV park that was affordable and, and we'd only be there for weeks at a time. So I'm on, on Reserve America all the time trying to get either Silver Strand or San Alejo. I think we were at San Alejo for a couple uh, of weeks. Particularly in the, in the California State Parks, everything is usually booked six months out. So Robbins, you have to have it in your cart about six months out to, to Which, book And things. I didn't have and those ones, so I yeah. just have to keep scouring it until it popped up. It's but we were in San Alejo. That was great. And then we went to Colorado. Now, we had never been to Colorado. We were so excited for that trip. We went through Arizona, Utah, up to Colorado. Uh, on the way back, man, I'll probably have to come back to some of those cool trips. But on the way back, we hit Bryce Canyon. And we it have was video and picture evidence <laughs> of this. And at some point, we'll share it with you. But ultimately... It might be on YouTube if you look up Bryce Canyon on our YouTube. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I'd have to look back. But... Robin has these moments where she'll randomly take a picture of me and then and then show me like, is this you happy? Look, look at this picture. <laughs> look at it. There's evidence right here. And I'll be like, look. <laughs> Seriously, like... I'm a bad wife. He has no, to be no, 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 more no. stoked. Like, ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, it comes down to... The practicality was good for a Class C, but practicality in every single day life is not fun and exciting. Well, yeah. And then, well, not even that. Eh? Okay. Let's think about, think about the challenges of the first year and the lessons learned here. And we've shared this before on other blogs and YouTubes. Is like, is you don't know what you're going to get into until you're into it. And so it's better to explore like... Hmm, what challenges am I actually going to face in this and who I am, what it's going to do to my growth. And I honestly been like, okay, well, makes my wife happy, whatever. And ultimately, you know, you get out there like, wait, 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 I have all of my ego, not identity. ego, identity um, rolled into uh, my job, who I was on an everyday basis. And what I really enjoyed, you know, like that, that was, that was a big question mark. Right. And, yeah. and some of that is still scra scraping at the surface right now to figure out who I am. Again, society defines us and what what we need to do to be successful and what what we things we should like. But, uh, you know, as a male in, in this society, uh, starting a business at 19, I never really got that point. Like, oh, you know, like, let's go figure out stuff like before I knew where grew a business, started a family. I don't know if it would have mattered for it's just personality type. Yeah. But real quick, I got good news for you. We, uh, by we, Gabby, Isabel, and I started a new uh, YouTube channel, Making Mindfulness Fun, which means you, if you're following us here for fun adventure travel and you don't want to go down that road of consciousness and mindfulness, you don't have to anymore. Although Victor and I are going to do one more thing next week about it because if it's coming from Victor, I think you want to hear it on this channel. But if you want to go like deep down the rabbit hole of consciousness and mindfulness and understanding your personality type, like how Victor's Chaka. saying his, his, his type two, there's no way. It wouldn't have mattered if he opened a business at 19 or 29 or 39 or 69. It, it just has natural tendencies that are going to um, 
reach for practicality and self-identity through affirmation of, from the exterior world. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, he's got a wife who's, who's jokes about it, but is obviously supportive of it because it's been, what, 25 years or something of oh, us together. Um, but anyway, so making mindfulness fun is where we go deeper down the rabbit hole. And here... We'll just keep it on the like on the travel, travel adventure and, and stories. Maybe a little bit. Maybe Again, the little. lessons associated with, with the travels are enough that it should conjure up images in yourself. You know, take your take your problems on the road. It's going to actually just amplify some of those things. I remember feeling the same way. Like, oh my God, I'm so tired, worn out. And we haven't, I haven't even really done anything today many times. So um, you got to figure out what makes so it that safe. Colorado trip twofold yeah. on that one one it was just so amazing for us to we were like giddy with excitement over things that I would yawn over today which is not necessarily a good thing like I can catch myself and go wow you oh, know the stoke factor I mean the things we did then were we had we're from Southern California and had barely traveled I mean we did a few trips like within a couple like to Arizona and stuff but that's that doesn't count Colorado, Colorado Monument. And the rain just poured. That's no, a YouTube. Hailed. It hailed, hailed on us. us. Yeah. So One of much. our earliest YouTubes. Yeah. And we just thought, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. We had never seen a rainstorm like that. It's like the littlest things. And the funny thing is I know some people in San Diego, like, this is, like have never, that are still never like that. They've that, never yeah. experienced that. And I They was won the weather lottery there. And so they don't know what they got, really. <laughs> it's like, if you don't wait, like the weather, wait 15 minutes. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's like weather is like a totally normal thing to us. But at the time, it wasn't. And just the, just to go through the experience of, oh, what about like the kids would get close to the cliff and you're like, oh, my gosh, be careful, be careful. Yeah, it was and a sheer drop. It was. It was a sheer drop. The Colorado Monument. It is a sheer drop. And I was honestly, like, particularly Jiraiya. It was Tati. It was Tati that just yeah. was, you know, kids are not paying attention. Now, honestly, I overreacted. Tati was, like, stubborn. Okay, go ahead. Actually, that was good. Here. I was honestly, I honestly overreacted. In the end, I, I, you know, now these days, if it's a sheer precipice, well, honestly, it's only Tati I would have to worry about. And she's so fearful anyway. I'm not necessarily worried. But a few years back, you could just look at them like, hey, it's dangerous here. Let's not make a mistake. Yeah. Enough said. It's such a great lesson in um, programming versus like intentional expectations. So our programming is like, be careful, be careful, be careful. And even in our other YouTube channel, Making Mindfulness Fun, the girls and I talk about that the first time in that when you're careful, that means your awareness is always on care. When you're mindful, your awareness is always on what's going on in your mind. Well, one of the things that helps, I think, it's my opinion, but uh, is... We, I, I try to leave a huge expectation on my kids. Like, you can do this, but like, there's a cliff there. What do you think is going to happen if you go that close? And I know like some people are like, oh my gosh, it's so scary. Like you would, you'd give them that self-responsibility. Well, to me, yes. Like at a very young age, I'd give them a... The, this. The, there's also a difference too, uh, if I can interject. Yeah. There's a difference too in your nervousness in those situations. There's a, you know, we, uh, I, I used to work with an individual that trained uh, dogs for people in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. And we used to go for a run every morning that he came in and he would give me one of it. He usually raised two dogs for people in wheelchairs and we'd go for a run. And he would, he looked over at me one day and said, Hey, nervousness travels down the leash. 
And I think the same thing happens with children. If you're really uptight and nervous and like, ah, you're going to send that message to your kid that, oh, I shouldn't be relaxing. Of course they shouldn't. If it's safe, dry, and it's wide and your, ch your child is six, well, they're logical. They're not going to go over there and step yeah. off the edge. Now, if they're clowning around with you and they're, there's a predisposition, well, then you have to make that you decision. You have to know your yeah, kids. You know your why kids. I'm, I'm, I guess, thankfully, my kids have 50% of my husband's genes, which I know makes them, I have very cautious kids overall, I think. I don't have kids that are ADD and they're just going to, like, not pay attention. But real quick, that was an interesting. So I'm not supposed to do too much consciousness here, but if you catch yourself being that person who's like, be careful, be careful, be careful, one, you should practice compassion towards yourself, realizing that the reason you're like that is because you were on the other end of the leash. And so deconstructing those self-limiting beliefs truly mean you have to go back and cut that leash of like, uh, most of our subconscious programming happens when we're from like zero to seven. And so if we were raised, from zero to seven, I got lucky, I guess, you know, I, by, I didn't have a parent who was sane in that sense. I'm sure I have so many other leash issues. So many. You want to add how no, many? No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was waiting for pictures. You got to follow that so trap. So many leash issues. Don't fall for that <laughs> trap, guys, whatever you do. But... Like the, that one wasn't one of them, but I know for, for Victor, he's spending all these years of us traveling because he was taught from, from zero to seven, he probably could not count the number of times he was told, be careful, be careful, be careful. And it's right. Yeah. And I mean, so actually one of my first, <laughs> one of my first phrases, phrases, if you talk to any of my relatives who I was a first grandchild, so I was doted over in a lot of ways. And they always say, um, I that I said I make go because it was re repeated so much into me. I be careful, and so that means which oh I'll fall oh I'll fall because that's what everyone around me was was sort of messaging and probably the my mom or my I don't think my dad so much but ultimately my mom and my aunts whatever and then from there that's what I that's why I I heard and, and regurgitated. But yeah, back to our first so year. So Colorado was. So incredible to see those mountains. I mean, now I'm kind of a mountain addict and it was that trip that definitely, I already wanted to travel. I already wanted to explore these things. Then to like be surrounded by the Rockies. I mean, that was like done deal. Nail in the coffin. This is the life I want to live. And so uh, we have a real, we have a lot of really good YouTube videos from that trip. They're like, horribly videoed and like that before then but it was early you know it was early in it, our yeah, yeah we just captured it in a lot of ways but it, the emotion is very very Do you remember generous. us talking about how smelly the rv would get from everyone's hiking shoes yes oh my goodness that was like we interviewed each kid to see like you want to talk about intention i knew we were only like 10 days into that trip and we're sitting in rocky mountain national park and i'm interviewing each one because on a subconscious level i knew that this was the life we were going to live but Victor and I hadn't consciously had this discussion yet, and uh, quite honestly, I don't think I don't think we could have. Um, so I'm interviewing each kid. So what do you like about it? What do you not like? To, like in my head, thinking like, ooh, what are they gonna? Um, what are they gonna say? Are they gonna love this? If I sell them on it, or if I like encourage this, or they're gonna be, yeah. which totally happened. They love it, and so we ended up doing it. But. We did this trip and we get back to Bryce Canyon on the way back to San Diego. That was a three week road trip. And I'm sitting there and I know in my head, we're sitting around the campfire, I'm having a beer, like I'm in my element. Like this is 
Like, this is what life's all about. I even recorded in that Bryce Canyon and just, I'm just so stoked. Like, we're just, we're just so carefree. And this is probably coming because I'm so type eight where I was up until that point, so driven, had to achieve, had to be the best, top of my class, success, success, success. And it was just, it like opened up Pandora's box really of like, freedom and enjoyment yeah. and like and and fulfillment so you overuse that word but it was truly that moment of like you know you know what i don't really need more than this like i go surf a little bit and go climb my kids are happy they're playing in nature like this is this is what life's about it's like total costa rica this is Puerto vida right here and um and then we're, we're interviewing around the campfire and victor's so mad he's just like but I was like, don't, don't record. Do you remember? <laughs> don't record me. Kind of. It's hard kind to block. Of, it's it's hard good. Block that. I remember thinking, okay, at that point, we had this motorhome that we had just bought. And a week before then, we had left uh, Glenwood Springs, which I look at Glenwood Springs now and I'm like, ew. Like, I don't say ew. if you live there, it's great. But it's just, it wasn't my thing. But at the time, I thought it was it's the big. most amazing place I had ever been to. And... We left Glenwood Springs because we kind of had a loose itinerary. This was the first time of me like, oh, let me be prospecting. Let's see what happens. And we we're like, okay, we stayed at Glenwood Springs a couple days. We had some really great rock climbing. Um, the pukes. Really, my book encapsulates a lot of this in that I remember calling. We we're trying to find the pukes, and I call the rock climbing gym like, I can't find the pukes. Where is it? He's like, you just got to get off on the freeway and then get off on the apron and you just walk up to the rock wall. And so you can imagine, I tell Victor, like, just pull over on the side of the highway and the rock climbing's there. And he's like, what? You want me to pull over on well, the that side was our, of the Yeah, highway? as we started to rock climb, you know, again, never having done it. Like some of the places where you rock climb are literally off the side of the road. And at the time we had what I thought was young kids. I'm like, this is, this is not right. And there's and cannabis it, growing everywhere wild. Yeah, and you're just like, now we're climbing in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm climbing <laughs> weed. I'm like, there's weed over here. Let's go over here. I thought it really matters. Like, it didn't. No it idea. was just like such a, it's just funny after like the newbie, like your experience, we, we should, we'll come back to rock climbing. So we, we go to uh, Glenwood Springs and we have so much fun climbing there and we stayed for a whole four days and at the time we had been moving on like every night to a new spot and that was really stressful on Victor and Danny and we get to we leave Glenwood Springs I kind of decide at the last minute this is why Victor didn't go to San Diego with me because I still travel this way like um it's six o'clock I'll grab a beer and then be like hmm, should we stay or should we go and and at the time we had gone to Glenwood Brewery and I said you know what let's just go let's go let's go on to Breckenridge I heard Breckenridge is a kind of a cool place I know nothing about Breckenridge and so we start driving this is May 30th I think May 31st we're driving and all of a sudden it starts turning white and it's sunset so it's kind of like you can't see really well and then it gets more white and more white and then there's like a blanket of white as you climb up and we're like oh there's still snow in Colorado. This is well, how dumb we were. Melt. Yeah, it doesn't melt. It does eventually. You think so? It, yes. Yeah, of I course know. I know so but because we like it. Yeah. But it was it was a year that they got a lot of snow, snow in 2015. Yeah. But at the same time, there's lots of times. So we get to Vail Pass and we're like, yeah, which was one, stupid, because we should have just drove over the pass. It would have been warmer. But we just didn't know. And two, and two that's the most amount of 
snow. Like, what were we thinking? It was just going to get less snow as you descend, but we're stupid. And so we camp at the top at the rest area at Vail Pass, and we go to run our generator. And it runs for the first five minutes, and then it kind of dies. And then it runs for a minute, and then it dies. And then it won't even start. And we're like, hmm, that sucks. It's going to be kind of cold tonight. You know, we're from SoCal. We don't have warm clothes. It was freezing. Victor had to get up in the middle of the night multiple times, times yeah. and run the engine. And that became a, a, like a common theme in our travels later. It's like, oh, somebody get us, gets up and runs the engine. engine to this turn is, on the heater. This yeah. is going to be so good. Oh, our generator never worked from that point. And we're in Bryce Canyon, remember? And you were just more mad about trying to fix the generator. Yeah. Just like, ah, the generator. Do you remember Bryce Canyon? Oh, yeah, Canyon? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. You were just like, oh, I can't get it tinkering. to fix. Of course, of course I couldn't get to fix. I'm like, I can barely change oil on a vehicle. I go take out a generator. Like maybe I hit it from this side, do one of them things and drink a beer at the same time. So ultimately, yeah, it was that was a frustrating experience. Anytime you try to fix something, you're like, I don't own tools, first off. <laughs> what was I thinking? You put some gum in there like MacGyver? Okay, let's just say that this is why the world's like this right now. I mean, we, we kind of adapted, but like, we're handy compared to most of the world, and we're adaptable compared to most of the world. Oh, no. So let's just say where where we're headed is not good. Yeah, <laughs> that's scary. Okay. If I'm handy, <laughs> you are compared. People ask fitness all the time, equipment. I can put together fitness equipment. <laughs> <laughs> too much fun. So we ended up. Um, I know I'm bouncing around, but too much fun. Uh, we we ended up in Breckenridge. Uh, if you don't know our story, we'll get to this on day four, I believe, of this series. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up in Breckenridge and Frisco. We stopped in Frisco that next morning to get breakfast. And I was just like, actually, it's going to make me cry because I just wish Colorado was not better like it is right now. I wish things were open because Colorado is my state for sure. Um, oh, I'm going to stop crying. She loves the Rockies. Uh, we ended up in Frisco years. and I loved, it was so great. A few years later, we ended up trying to live there and that's a total different story of absolute fulfillment and failure. Um, failure. <laughs> this seems like the story of my life with what I'm trying to do to provide. Okay. We, um, we did Frisco. We did this. So, it was the most epic hike to Rainbow Lake. We have a great blog, Best Fall Hikes in Breckenridge. At the time, we thought this was the most amazing <laughs> hike. And it's like a two-miler to a lake. Uh, but it was Don, so it's exciting. Lake, I think it's called Rainbow Lake. Rainbow lake. It's in like retrospect... Lake. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember thinking to myself, and now there's a bunch of houses there. It's a suburb it's suburban, right? Oh yeah. And so it's not much I think it's what people do to go they come home, they walk their dogs now from their homes. But at the time again, uh, it was It wasn't built up yet. It was so striking to me the entirety of the area and the Rockies and the climate and and the, the fauna, the forest. Like it was it was very powerful for me in general. Robin always thinks like I have this weird thing where I could just stare at nature for a long like, If you're a that type real? two, that's is really that real? good for you. Is that real? Wow, that's real. Like, <laughs> what are you looking at? She used to tell me when I'd sit on the ocean, sit on the beach and like stare at waves, what are you looking at? I'm like, I don't know, it just feels, it just feels good. It's like kind of like a massage for, uh -huh. type, for type twos. It's a really but good- But I do that a lot. I prefer real massage, which is why we're married. You uh -huh. give me a real massage. <laughs> okay, so we, uh, yeah, Breckenridge was amazing. Just side note, in case I forget when we talk well, about Well, you were at Bryce Canyon. Do we need to go back? No, it's to that? okay. Breckenridge, I'm going to tell you, like Rainbow Lake is cool, but 
the absolute best hike in Breckenridge is if you're sitting at Rainbow Lake and you look up at Peak One, you actually can hike to the top of Peak One and then hike across all the peaks. It's a 10 mile traverse. It is, it, that's the, like Tour de Mont Blanc was the best hike I've done, but Gabby and I would probably say that was the most epic hike because there's this moment that you just scramble across a ridge. And we did a couple like that in, in the UK, but it's a little bit different. If it, you, you really like, you're on only two foot of rock and like you wouldn't really fall but at the time, like, that's where I draw a line. Like, I wouldn't have taken dry on that because no, no, at no, the no. time, now I would, but at the time I wouldn't have. That's So there is a line. If you think I'm completely crazy, that's the line. I definitely wouldn't take Victor on it because his his mind would, would carry him too far forward. You know, it's really hard in those situations. Like, it's scary. You had 3,000 foot drop on one side and 3,000 on the other side. But, like, if you use your logical brain, you're like, I'm not going to fall. As long as I have three points of contact, I'm good. You know, when you grab a hand hold or like grab onto the rock, you're going to feel it. You're not going to put all your weight on it before you move. You feel it first. But, you know, it's amazing, especially what's happening in the world today. What happens to your psyche in the like what if can completely control you. And so it's easy in those situations to see how people are like, Freeze. oh my gosh, what if? What if I fell? Well, yeah, what if you fell, you wouldn't remember it much longer because you would die really yeah. fast. But at the same time, there's this line of like, yeah, but you're not going to fall. Like, just be just personal just three, responsibility. Three points of contact, take your time, you'd be good. And so it, it was a really um, amazing hike there. I mean, I have to emphasize a lot because it's so, I think it's such a self-growth hike for people. If you can get yourself, one, it's physically exhausting. It's like a 12-hour day. And two, I mean, like the, you want to talk about like training your mind to empower yourself. It's It was pretty cool to get in those situations where you're like, okay, you know, it's only for like 20, 30 minutes that you're going to have to go this ridge. And then after that, you're walking across solid ground. It was, it was pretty cool. So I do have I do have a line. I would love, I, would, I, I hope Victor and I go do it together one day. Oh, yeah, no. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <La> loca. <laughs> so we, you totally would do it. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'm sure. Um, no, we don't even know if that's even available at this um, point. Yeah, it's hard. Like first yeah. go, it's all different. All right, right you're okay. So I think that's pretty much. Um, well, that doesn't quite. That got us through like three months. Um, okay, I'll try to go faster. So we finished that trip. Yes, he was really upset in Bryce Canyon, and I'm going to be honest and in. say, like, I knew, I knew at that moment, I sat at that campfire, like, this is going to be the life that we live, but we're just going to enjoy it for right now and just record our videos and, and have fun and just listen to the, what are the, Sakayas. Uh, Sakayas that are just, like, nonstop. Um, when we went, we we left there and we went to San Diego and Victor, uh, part of what he always communicates in the videos is that, or on the podcast, that he feels, you know, he has this overwhelming feeling to provide as a type two defender. Like that is your wiring. Like I provide and I defend my family and that is what my primal brain or my, my brain is wired for that. That's the highest um, expression. expression of it. Thank you. And so we, we rush back to, or not rush, because we weren't on a schedule, but we go back because we have somebody covering our business. And truly, he gets back, and it's like, he's covering. He really, like, we were gonna, supposed to go back for three weeks, and we ended up saying, you know what, Victor, like, 
like let like you have to grow as an entrepreneur the person's covering it they're doing an amazing job you don't have to control this situation like like let's just keep going and so we leave a week early and this trip we had already had kind of planned to go all the way up to vancouver canada to whistler and well, I don't know if we went out. Honestly, I can't really remember if, if we made it all the way to Whistler on that trip, but we are going to go all the way to the Canadian border. And I remember leaving a week early and saying, Hey, let's go, like, let's go to Yosemite. It would be so amazing. I've never been to Yosemite. People like it. I don't know why they like it, but let's just go. Yeah. And, and so I mean, I just laugh at like how dumb I was. Um, we pull into Yosemite, we come in through Tioga Pass, and I mean, my jaw just like hit the floor. Right? The Tuolumne Meadows, right? Yeah, but you have to go through Tioga Pass oh, yeah. to get there, and like you just go, oh my goodness, or we came in through Levining, whatever it is, and you just yeah, go like, Levining. oh my goodness, I can't believe Yosemite is this amazing. No wonder. Just remember, like, there's a if it's a thing, it, if it's like popular, there's usually a reason. A reason. Um, especially back then, maybe now some, some people are making things Instagram famous that really aren't like Death Valley. Okay. Death Valley is cool, but like, it's not that amazing. Um, we went to Yosemite and it was pretty amazing. And do, uh, do you remember feeling like, oh, one thing is like, it was the week of 4th, 4th of July. It was July 2nd or 1st that we pull in there and we totally got a campsite. And I thought yeah, it was Yeah, Meadows is a little less busy, don't you think? Is that what they oh, said? Oh, that's busy, but I think we just but got still really we got lucky. really lucky. I mean, we've been through many travels where we're like, wow, we just lucked out. We got a site in a site that we really shouldn't have site. And then I remember just being floored by, oh, man, it feels really good to be here. Yeah. You know, again, not the amount of oxygen, the amount of ions, the connection. Because um, we had just done Rocky Mountain, and then we did that. Those were kind of our first. We had done the Sequoias before, but just for a night or two. And honestly, you weren't feeling. You were that's a different story. You weren't feeling that good because you had adrenal exhaustion at the yeah. time. But so we were like such national park newbies, and like, it's national parks. If you don't travel a lot, if you don't get into nature a lot, there's such a great. It's so approachable. It's a great starting point. You now it's kind of like to me. I'm like, ah, oh, this year we have a few places we're gonna go because we're so close to glacier and we got to do. We want to hike Grand Teton, but now it's kind of hard because you know the national parks are just so crowded. But they weren't as bad. It wasn't as crowded when we were there at the time. So we happened to be kind of early in the season. So to keep this fairly short, we'll have to come back on another podcast and talk about uh that just that trip specifically but we ended up it was a six-week road trip we went all the way from there to the canadian border back down as we're crossing into california um victor said i don't remember exactly what's what sparked the conversation but she said like i think we started looking for house rentals and we saw how expensive it was and you're like well why don't we just keep living like this well, ultimately, you think you think <laughs> you think you're gonna. I'm like, well, we can make the numbers work. Why not? And at the time, uh, I just saw how everyone was thriving, uh, and thought, well, maybe we could put away some money and move into something else. But in the end, we ended up putting it towards lots of different other travels, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do a video next week called "How to Manifest Travel" because I'm gonna yeah. tell you the secret to how to do it, especially how to manifest travel when your spouse doesn't want to travel. That'll be put that's a restriction, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on restriction. No. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, we get back, and so we decide to keep living like that. 
Um, it was a little tricky. I'm not going to go into too much detail about how we managed to find RV parks in San Diego at the time, but it was a little tricky. And then to finish up, let's wrap up that one year. And this is how we'll start tomorrow is we went, we finished on a trip to Joshua Tree and I think Grand Canyon at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And you, you liked it. You were really happy. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you why it was more, well, that's, there's a power the of choice. Of, you were working. It was because you were working a ton, but it was just a one, oh, one yeah. week trip. So we go in and out. And so there was some level of fulfillment, like, okay, I'm nurturing this business. And again, um, there should have been a point in our 20 year business where I was like, you know, I should probably let someone else take the reins here and let this business grow. But instead, like a control fee, no, they send their kids here. It's important that I do it. <coughs> Nonetheless, I think when we got to the Grand Canyon, I was like, well, this is a, uh, it was a choice. So it felt very good to know I had that and still could do this, yeah. right? And so there was a happy medium that was born. And this will be a re recurring theme as we go through this, uh, our six year anniversary recap, year one, um, this sort of happy medium between a relationship. And we've talked about this on other YouTube ch on other YouTube videos about that, that level of compromise and, and sort of staring in the right direction and adjusting on the fly. Pivoting is a common pivoting, thing. Lots of pivoting. A lot of pivoting as we've done this travel, but I think it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a good wrap up for today. Tomorrow we'll be back and we'll talk about year two because year two really started at this point in year one when um, I'll leave it as cliffhangers. So we about that same, I think it was the week right before we actually left for that Joshua Tree trip, Gabby and I were out surfing in the ocean and I go, you know, that road trip this summer was really fun. And you just did this report on what it would, like a, what gap an ideal gap year was around the world. Like, Gabby, don't you think it'd be amazing to go road trip through Europe? And she's like, oh uh, yeah, okay. And that week, I think before we even left for Joshua Tree, I booked our first one, our one-way ticket. Robin would always book one-way tickets. I'm like, oh, we'll figure out the rest. Let's just get there. Okay, fine. I don't have to do how to manifest travel. That's all you do. You just book the tickets <laughs> and you find the money. <laughs> but usually it starts with a beer. Or a glass of wine. But it yeah. usually starts with a beer. And then you book the ticket. And then you go, honey, guess what next? Do you think it would be okay if we go to Europe next summer? Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when he's tired. Right? No, I, you know, it's not, has, it doesn't have to do with the fatigue. It has to do with like, okay, well, I'm generally, you, you get tired of being the no guy. No, no. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And so even though it was very hard to say, yeah, I, there's a lot of times where I said, yeah, even though my body's like, this is going to be hard, you know? Are you tired of being the be careful guy? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, what am I talking? Oh, she got mad at me the other day because we were sitting around the bonfire and there was a nail sticking out of the out of one of the pieces of wood. And she went to reach it. I'm like, "Hey, be careful! There's a nail." <gasps> Don't be a be careful guy. I'm like, "Okay, I won't tell you. You're about to impale yourself on <laughs> on a rusty nail." That's what my nervous system's for. Oh uh, yeah, nervous right. system's for. Yeah, it tells Immune. me when I touch it. Oh. No, when I <laughs> when I touch it, I oh, that's sharp. Okay, I think that was a great start to our six year recap. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, bye.